Well, howdy, friends. I'm sorry it's been a while since my last video. I've been awful busy. You know how us cowboys are always branding our cattle in case they wander off or get rustled? Well, I got to thinking. What about the chickens? What about the hogs? What about my farm hands? So I set to work remedying that problem. And believe me, brother, it took a long time. It took me a week to get rid of the smell of burning feathers. And I had to write a few want ads as well. But as President Bush once said, mission accomplished. Speaking of presidents, did you hear what the current one's daughter Ivanka said just a few weeks ago? She said that people want to work for what they get. Amen, sister. I did not realize she was such a fan of the job guarantee, because that's precisely what it's all about. If you want a job, then we will guarantee that you get a job. Now one might wonder, why do we need that from the government? Why not just go down on the street and get a job? Well, the answer is simple. And it's related to what I think is one of the most misunderstood aspects of our economic system. That misunderstanding is the belief that the private sector will create enough jobs for everyone who wants to work. It won't. To explain this, let me break it down a little bit. Now, in order to get a job in the private sector, somebody must think you can make some money for them. They must think it will be profitable to hire you. Uh, for example, caring for orphans is unlikely to be a big job creator. Orphans don't have a lot of money. Not very profitable. Likewise, reading to the blind or feeding the homeless. Unless we're talking about a really rich blind person or an eccentric millionaire homeless individual, those aren't going to be a lot of jobs. Now on the other hand, I understand that many restaurants, grocery stores, and internet service providers do quite well. And good for them. Now, here's what I want to point out. All of these things that I've mentioned, from caring for orphans to providing internet services, are all worthwhile activities but only a subset of them are likely to be profitable and therefore create a private sector job for some worker. Here's my point number one. There are many, many socially useful activities, but only the ones on the green half create a job. Huh. Second point. While the private sector will create jobs related to profitable undertakings, labor is a cost for them. It is in their best interest to use as little labor as possible. Now, doesn't that, make, that doesn't make them bad people. That's just how the market system works. And given certain caveats, their cost minimization plans can work out to the advantage of all of us. But think about it. Only a subset of these useful activities create profit and therefore a job. But it's in the best interest of that green group right there to create as few jobs as possible. As the man said while walking through the cow pasture, crap. But wait, there's more. As labor-saving technology advances, as it has done for centuries, so the relationship between profitable social undertakings, the green part, and employment becomes even more tenuous. It becomes easier and easier to cut back on the use of labor. Now, some new technologies create new demands, and this actually helps employment. But others allow entrepreneurs to replace workers. Self-checkout lanes, uh, those ordering screens at the restaurants, self-checking kiosks at the airport, robots, computers, etc., etc. Now don't get me wrong, all that's absolutely wonderful. We should do nothing to stop any of those processes. The problem is not the technology, nor is the problem the desire of capitalists to minimize the use of labor. Those are both fine. The problem, the problem is the common assumption that the private sector is the only legitimate means of creating employment. There appears to be a widespread belief that only the green side of this circle does anything useful. You know what falls in on the blue side? 
Oh, useless stuff like police, fire departments, marines, school teachers, park rangers, fighter pilots, social service counselors, and so on. Next time you see a marine, I dare you to tell them that what they do must not be worthwhile because their salary comes from the government and not from profits. And when you do, you better hope there's one of them useless police officers nearby. All right, well, now let's think about solutions. Well, currently, what the government does during times of high unemployment is stuff like cutting taxes and raising spending. And those are not terrible ideas, but in general, what their goal is, is to stimulate the private sector enough to get, to hire, get it to hire those workers back. Once again, they are relying on only the socially useful activities that, that minimize the use of labor, that is, the green side. All right? This has proved to be inefficient and ineffective. Now, I don't have time to go into that here. It's, it's some really fascinating research. I highly recommend the uh, work of another rancher around here, Pavlina Chernova. You can find her work over at what they call the Levy Institute. Uh, real good stuff on how current deficit spending actually operates and how it doesn't tend to get to the core of the problem. Well, another solution we hear a lot about is universal basic income, where everybody is guaranteed some minimum standard of living based on what our society could provide. And I like this marginally better than the other one I just mentioned because the universal basic income tends to more effectively reach those in need. Uh, and the way we do things now, as I said, it doesn't do that. So the universal income is better. But it still leaves unaddressed the blue portion of my diagram. Who's going to be a national park ranger, public school teacher, child counselor, caregiver? Who's going to do those things that our society needs but which has no profit associated with them? Now, some supporters of universal basic income argue that people will volunteer to do these things. Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. At any rate, how do I even know what needs to be done in my community? Who's going to organize all this? Sounds an awful lot like them thousand points of light we were told years ago were going to solve all our problems. For me, it's a federal job guarantee that's much more realistic. It not only breaks our reliance on the green half of this diagram, but it directly, not via hopes and dreams, directly addresses the blue half. We have desperate needs in our country for child care, elder care, counseling, parks, city water systems, pollution cleanup. You ever heard of global warming? That's something we could put people to work in on the blue sector. Now, how does the universal basic income going to help us with that? It's not. Another integral part of the job guarantee is training. Something that a lot of college and high school students are hearing nowadays is that the job they'll be in 10 years from now probably doesn't even exist right now. How are we going to prepare for that? What happens when your particular kind of training and experience no longer fits the needs of either the blue or the green half? With the job guarantee, we train you. That's part of the way it works. And note that the definition of job under the job guarantee is intended to be flexible. The aim will not be profit, but social benefit. For example, why should somebody work 40 hours a week in order to afford to put their child in child care? Why not just stay home and do it yourself? The private sector would never create this outcome. The job guarantee will. One job could be, I'm staying home with my kids. Now, some people say, well, what about abuse? Can people take advantage of this? Well, of course they can. But two things. One, we've already got a means of dealing with public service who don't carry their weight. And these means are, of course, not perfect, but perfect should not be the enemy of good. Second, don't forget there's plenty of abuse in the private sector, too, right over there in the green part. Remember how many of the financiers got prosecuted after the financial crisis? Have you seen the price of prescription drugs lately? Do you know why we have to have a minimum wage and safety standards? The balance of power has shifted heavily in favor of business. Competition has frittered away, and what government regulations we do have are selectively applied. 
We should today be enjoying the highest standard of living in the history of humanity. Instead, our youth are weighed down with debt, frightened about their job prospects, and wondering whether or not they're going to even have a planet to live on. There is no reason for it. It is long past time to stop thinking that we need to rely on the green side of this circle and start filling the blue side. Thank you.